Podcast. This is episode 14. This is the show where we cover esports and personalities, gaming industry related news, new and upcoming games, and also a little bit of technology and innovation. And I am your host, Michael Anthony. My co host is Mr. JK Heath, aka Kyle Heath. And uh, pretty much, what have you been up to the past week, Kyle? What have I been up to? Um, hmm. Let's see, what I Let's see, I did play some stuff this week. You know, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I think I've talked about it before, but uh, I was playing uh, some Roblox again this week. And let me tell yeah, you, you, Mike, let me tell you. <laughs> is it that Ro- good? Like, it, and like when people, when you first hear someone say, I feel like when a lot of people, when they first hear someone say, like, yo, you play Roblox? Like, why do you play Roblox? Like, what, like play something else. What are you doing? Like, listen, mm-hmm. there are so many different games that are developed in the Roblox ecosystem that there is something for everybody. And I've just been having fun. We've been like, there's like all these shooters and stuff I've been playing. Like these just like that, like FPS games that operate like a Call of Duty. Like it's that smooth and that fluent. Yeah. And you just like, like it's like gun games like that. There's one game I played called Arsenal. And that is, it's quite literally just like a gun game FPS where you just go in. There's like different modes and like different versions of gun game. And you just go in, like you just shoot people and kind of go through the ranks. And it's whoever gets the, uh, whoever goes through the most ranks at the end wins. It's kind of just like first to like 31, I think it's 31 kills, 32 kills. But first of that, you, you go through all that and you win. Little things like that. That's I mean, pretty sick. There's like a lot of those like, because when there's really nothing to play, it's like my default game. I'll just like go and see what they have. And like just things to waste time, really. Um, but I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, I don't think, maybe a little Halo at some point, but that was, uh, that was about it. Uh, I haven't really played too much else. What about you? Um, I'm about the same, actually. Like, not Roblox, obviously, but I've been sticking to Halo for the most part. I've been playing Halo Two again. Yeah. Um, I had the tournament last Saturday. Uh, that was kind of like a pop up tournament. They kind of decided on like Thursday or Wednesday before we like aired the podcast episode. And I was like, yeah, I'll sign up. Had a lot of fun. It was a good time. Uh, played a little bit of Rocket League, which. Uh, upcoming story bit if you guys stick around very excited to talk about that oh yeah and also uh my buddy last night i was i was running games of star wars battlefront 2 apparently there was an update to get rid of a lot of the hackers so for for people that don't know you might not know this is ea basically stopped supporting star wars battlefront 2 and uh the hackers got around the anti-cheat and it was just it was almost unplayable like every game you got into there was people dropping like 100 plus kills and they were unkillable like they would get heroes very quickly and you couldn't kill them because they're cheating (laughs) so um it was really bad but apparently he was telling me he was like yeah yeah they patched it there are no more cheaters and we were playing our favorite game mode which is heroes versus villains where it's 4v4 and you have like obviously the sith versus jedi yeah, and uh, you swap back and forth, and we were just running around there catching up. It's like it's such a good game to chill and like talk to your buddies, but also you're doing it as Yoda or <laughs> like Emperor Palpatine. It's like it's pretty sick. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, had a had a bunch of fun doing that. Nice, so, uh, nice. I mean, you yes, didn't sir. you didn't really like get too much detail, but uh. But I, I know that tournament you played in the Halo and Halo Two was kind of small. But uh, but what what place did you get? Like, what what did got you place? Got second place, sir. That's got what I'm talking place. about. 
Yeah, I felt like uh, I felt like we should have gotten first. I think I think that we had the better team composition, but we weren't working as the better team. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like we had a co- we had a couple of people here and there. We were just like not seeing eye to eye. We weren't really listening to each other. But I mean, second place to second place, we got prize money. So that's still pretty good, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get prize money, especially against like that. The crew people you like, you guys normally like run those tourneys with. That's uh, that's pretty good, <laughs> at least in my yeah. eyes. Yeah, so. yeah, they're pretty serious. Actually, uh, I, that that's the first time I've streamed on Twitch in like over over a month, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, you and, did stream it. Yeah, and I had a, a pretty good group of like viewers towards the end. I think it was like pushing over twenty or something. Yeah, man. Um, I I try not to pay attention too much to the numbers because like it's in your head, but yeah, it was cool. Still, it was good, a lot man. of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So, uh, what do we got going on this week? The weekend review. We have uh, we have quite a bit of articles, quite a bit of little things. Um, definitely some stuff to go over. I want to start off with uh, the fact that GPUs are back, baby. <laughs> this is an article from Gizmodo I pulled, uh, talking about the the gap, and I guess the um, what seemed like the ever so large kind of gap to buy a graphics card at MSRP is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and it's very close to being msrp price now for a lot of these cards um the article actually shows some good data which we'll get into in a second um and they, they say in the article it's uh the the whole gpu kind of craze and the uh and uh you know time and time again whenever these like price spikes happen and these this gouging happens especially in the past it's been like there's almost seems like there's no end in sight but it says they're saying now it's kind of going to be sort of a happy ending coming up here. Um, the GPU stock's finally normalizing, and the price of AMD and NVIDIA graphics cards is dropping to the point of nearing MSRP. Signal this new era, NVIDIA launched a restocked and reloaded campaign in the UK, which features in-stock products that you couldn't dream of purchasing just a few months ago. So the UK, EU boys are getting some, uh, getting some, getting some light at the end of the tunnel too with a lot of this stuff. I, I can imagine it's probably a million times harder to get a solid price on a graphics card over there so so that's always good to hear but um the thing that interested me the most about this of course is a chart which i pulled up for the people watching on a on video it's essentially a graph from let's say it looks like it was what january of 20 yes we see january i guess of last year 2021 leading up into the current day and we could see towards the beginning of january 2021 it was kind of it was about 142 to 134% above MSRP. Um, in May of 2021, it spiked very badly. I think the highest tier says NVIDIA, the 30 series was roughly 30, 318% uh, higher than MSRP. Uh, crazy. AMD was um, still kind of bad. It was 216, but it certainly wasn't as bad as NVIDIA. Um, that sort of evened out in June, July of 2021. And it's kind of been a steady sort of arc leading up to the end of 2021 and uh ever since january 2022 just a few months ago it has been slowly and actually hitting a pretty gradual decline ever since and getting very close to msrp price it says uh as of april 17th i guess when the last data point was taken of this year it is uh nvidia is 119 percent over and amd is only 112 percent over msrp in percentage so what do you think, Mike? I, I this is a it's kind of like you know we're seeing kind of with the consoles too. You know the shortage is kind of uh, dying down. 
Yeah, yeah. So we're getting we're getting basically back to normal. You know, um, the supply chain shortage. One of the things I actually learned about. Uh, hopefully this is right. Hopefully I'm not getting false information. But the way the markets are basically working when it comes to production levels, um, like we had a shortage on, I think, silicon first and a couple of different composites that go in the chips. And then we had a major shortage when it came to actually shippers. So what ended up happening is like, if there was one COVID case that happened in China in one of the ports, they shut the whole port down for like a week. So yeah, that's why geez. everything, like there were so many things stuck in the intermodals, like the shipping containers, and they couldn't even come over. It's still that way, actually. Like if you order anything directly from China right now, it's going to take about a month to get to you yeah. if you live in the United States. It's probably less for people that live in like Europe because it's a much closer, I think they use trains maybe, I don't know. But what I'm trying to get at is like, it's not just in a, like a creation issue. It's literally a shipping issue as yeah. well. <laughs> So uh I think I think uh, it's it's good the availability's coming around. They're going to be launching I mean the next series of cards probably in the next 12 months. Um yeah, just assuming rumors. Right. So uh prices are going to keep going down, but I don't think they're going to drop very far just based on availability. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, who knows. There's I mean there's a chance if if for some miraculous, you know, reason the stock levels out and like we're back to MSRP price. Maybe even like if there's especially leading into the next generation, if there's like if we're close enough, they could maybe even do some sales on 30 series to kind of try and sell off some cards. But I guess we'll just have to see if it gets to that point. That's probably wishful thinking, but but this is I certainly hope. a good indication, right? Um, yeah, let me let me interrupt a little bit, just like going sideways. Uh we're not gonna cover this directly in 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 the episode, but I linked you the Avermedia spring sale. And oh, yeah, Avermedia yeah. makes some of their products from like I think Taiwan and uh, Singapore and also like China, right? And they're doing all their like their major headlining products are all on sale right now, yeah, which is pretty wild. Yeah, I pretty... mean they have one of those capture cards that's like two two in one out for it's like a cam link mixed with yeah, the yeah. 1080p. It's like that came out like two years ago. <laughs> I know, and it's marked fifty percent off. It's like, whoa, dude, that's yeah. crazy sale. That's crazy, yeah. Um, that webcam you were showing us, that that Evermedia webcam, that's like what ninety dollars off for retail, which is like only yeah. two fifty or something to start. It's crazy. Yeah, two fifty to one sixty, and then we watched. <laughs> I watched the video of uh, the comparison. It's like, man, they're obviously launching something new, right? You got to clear out space. Yeah, I'm assuming. I assume, like. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, what their sales numbers look like, but I mean, compared to Elgato, I have a feeling uh, yeah. that they're probably not selling as much as Elgato, which isn't, you know, necessarily a bad thing. I'm sure they're still doing well, but but yeah, big sales like this are, uh, they oftentimes are tied to, you know, maybe a shortage in sales. <laughs> they just got to get rid of some products. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, not to say they're bad products, though. I mean, I've heard good things about a lot of Avermedia stuff, so certainly yeah, a good alternative if you don't want to go Elgato. Yeah, I'm big into Avermedia capture cards. So, uh, I mean, the 4K one that I got, I love it. And yeah. I've compared I've compared with other people that have the Elgato 4K, and it just, like, the specs are better on the Avermedia. It costs a little bit more, but it's also on sale. Yeah. It's cheaper than the Elgato version. So it's like, I would do that if I'm, if I'm shopping still, you know? Yeah. And I know so, Elgato released a couple new products, too. I they think did. 
I think it was in kind of in competition with some of the Avermedia stuff because like Avermedia, like you said, had that leg up on like some of the pass through like capabilities yeah. and whatnot on their cards. So Elgato kind of responded to that. So yeah, yeah. really good to see. So uh, basically, tech in general seems to be um, leveling out. Like we got like the PlayStation stuff um, yeah. restocking, evening out as well. Yeah. So I mean. I, I still am mind blown by the fact that Xbox like was able to hold stock for so long on their last kind of big restock. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Um, but I mean, it's happening, man. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Pandemics hopefully coming to an end. And so is the uh, shortages. Yeah. Hopefully on a lot of these. So we'll start oh, seeing some more stuff. Go going back to this graph though. Yeah. One of the things that they show on there. I don't know if you caught this. Why do they have the price of Ethereum? I think. I'll tell you, the, the reason they had the price of Ethereum, and I know it was like this whenever Ethereum was first, like, starting out, was that it was, the only way you could mine Ethereum was with, like, a GPU. Like, you couldn't use ASIC miners on Ethereum, yeah. so, like, you had to get a GPU. And I think oftentimes, I mean, especially you could see even here around May of 2021, when Ethereum right. spiked along with most of the crypto market, you can see that the availability just, like, that the pricing just spiked with it. Because it's like people were looking for these cards to try and mine Ethereum at the peak, and then it leveled out. And when it went back down and it dipped like to one of its like biggest lows in the past couple of years, so did the pricing uh-huh. too. So I mean, the reason they include that is because it's directly correlated with graphics cards. Um, and you could see Very that trend. I mean, I mean, you could see here the price because Ethereum had that spike right, and then they had the, the the pricing went up on the cards. But then they have they had an even bigger spike towards the end of last year. And like pricing, right. I mean, by that time, most of the cards were already out there and people were already mining it. So it's like they didn't really need to buy new cards, right? So it just kind of didn't do anything on the uh, on the pricing front for the cards. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We may be seeing another spike soon. But I mean, it seems like even with even with the price leveling out to pretty high percentage on, oh, I guess a roughly high percentage on Ethereum and the grand scheme of things, it's uh, cards aren't affected now because it's just everyone has them. Yeah, yeah, so, true. Well, so yeah, it's that's definitely why. good that they're uh, leveling out yeah. together. I I just I just found that really peculiar because it's like yeah, I didn't think you had to have a GPU. You know, yeah. I thought you could still mine it without yeah. necessarily using a GPU. It Again, just takes less. Yeah, I can't time, speak for how it is now. Yeah, I can't speak for how it is now. That was just when it because yeah. I I remember I had an internship at a tech company and like it's like in the middle of college whenever Ethereum like for me whenever Ethereum first came out and so it was like. I was working, I was working at this company and I was working with some, some like, you know, other interns and one of the interns, he had like, I, I don't know what cards he got, but he had bought like four or five GPUs. He set them up with a motherboard in an egg crate. I'm not even kidding. Literally in an egg crate, he set up these cards with a motherboard and he said it was solely so he could mine Ethereum and he like set up a miner and everything on like a Linux box. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like his thing. He wanted to try and get in early. Don't know what he's doing now. I don't know if he's made money. I hope so. Probably not working. But, <laughs> if he yeah, did it right, I mean, you can only hope, man. He was he was ahead of the curve on that. He uh, he tried to build Good that miner, and I, I, from I think he was able to get it set up like by the end of the internship. It took him a couple of weeks though, I think, to like get it all working and all that. But yeah, I remember at the time it was like it was like it was this. He walked in like one day with like four or five graphics cards into our like little apartment. <laughs> We're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like. And he like explained it all, but yeah, it was really cool. But that's how, old. yeah, I mean, that's how it was then. Like you had to use cards, like you couldn't use ASIC yeah. miners, like Bitcoin. So, I'm again, it's probably changed. That was years ago. It's like five years ago. So, yeah, but yeah. So, 
Um, that is why that Ethereum is there, is directly correlated with crypto. So yeah, prices are going down. Hopefully we see a good level out. But you know what we're also seeing level out, Mike? Tell me. We're seeing PS5 restocks level out, at least on the target front. I'm not going to speak for all the retailers. Uh, we have this article from Tom's Guide. Uh, it comes in and says, Tar Target just announced a massive change to PS5 restocks, and the changes are for the better. Target has set to change the way it handles PS5 restocks. The retailer will now allow customers to purchase a PS5 console as soon as each individual store receives inventory. And this is coming from, I guess, one of the reliable restock trackers um, out there. Jake Randall. Um, previously, PS5 restock events were held every two to four weeks by Target. Retailer would wait to build up enough inventory to distribute consoles to all of its locations and then offer these consoles for sale all at once in a single stock drop. However, this change means that consoles will be more regularly available as individual stores will be allowed to sell any PS5s that receive they receive as soon as they have them. Another very exciting kind of, uh, I think, turn of events for at least Target, you know, um, trying to see trying to see if there is a way that they can kind of alleviate some of these huge gaps and like drops of these consoles. This is certainly a, uh, hopefully I think it'll be a better solution. Just say, Hey, like, you know, if you're, if you're a target establishment and you get a shipment of these in, you should just be able to sell them out of the gate. You shouldn't have to wait for everyone else, you know? Um, so yeah. I think we'll be seeing some, hopefully more people kind of get a PS5, especially if they're looking towards target. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you can even see, so, yeah, so Tom's guy, they even have an up-to-date on the same article. They have a restock tracker. You can see, like, um, some of the retailers are fairly good. It says Best Buy's last uh, restock, I think it was the 29th. They actually just had one today, I believe, so the 21st of April. Most of them, as you can see in the article, like, Amazon was April 19th was their last restock. At the time of recording this podcast, we're recording on the 21st. A lot of these are on the 19th, so just a few days ago. Best Buy was um, before today was like a whole month almost. Um, and like, I didn't, I didn't even know Dell sold PS5s. Apparently they had a restock in January. <laughs> like Dell just gave up apparently. Um, I, I didn't know that either. <laughs> apparently Costco gave up in February because I, apparently there was some, I think they had some bundles too. It wasn't just straight consoles. So they definitely sold some since then, but it's definitely been hard to find a lot of these. And these restocks are weeks apart for a lot of these retailers. So Target's hopefully closing that gap. Man, I know you're not really shopping for a console, Mike. So, do you have any? Uh, what do you, What do you think about Target trying to get ahead of the curve? I mean, yeah, we we need a retailer to do this. Basically, we need to get Playstations um, into the people that actually want to use them. Yeah. So, the quicker that can happen, the better. Right. Uh, re real quick, one of the funny things I see is Kohl's. Do you know what Kohl's is? Do you have a Kohl's? I'm pretty sure you we, have a Kohl's. Yeah, we have a Kohl's. Yeah. It's a clothing store. Yeah, I know, and they sell PS5s. They're the most recent they're, restock. Their last restock was today, I didn't even know that. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? Dude, what? And unreal. I'm, I'm, I'm clicking on the link. I'm going to see if I can find PlayStation <laughs> 5 right, right now. Let's see. Let's see PlayStation 5 in my area. Hmm. Uh, No, no shot, but they do have an HD camera. There you and go. plenty of headsets. I did not know this. Okay, so Kohl's <laughs> is in electronics now. <laughs> you go to Kohl's to buy a camera, dude. Oh, heck yeah, that's, that's sick. So funny. Uh, yeah, but um, 
Oh, the other thing it, for people that listen to us that are big uh, PlayStation fans, they they haven't gotten their hands on a PS5 is join Discords. There yeah, are yeah. Discord servers where people have bots that scour the internet for drops like this and these like restock tracker like places, and they literally just post any time there's an update. Yeah. So you might be able to like try to find in something in your area and uh, take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, I would recommend that. I recently mm-hmm. turned to uh, Twitter accounts because uh, Twitter, there's oh, a yeah, lot of restock Twitter accounts that are really like up to yeah. date. Um, so I've actually like every time they'll like post out a link or something, I'm normally clicking to see if it's available. And like most of the time when I click, like it's you know you can add a cart and everything. You have to wait in a line, but it's relatively easy to get some of those. So either Twitter or Discord, those are definitely good outlets. Um, the article does go on to state that Target actually made the exact same change to how it handled xbox series x restocks in may of 2021 and by most accounts the system works fairly well it does make tracking target ps5 restock trends almost impossible but it also deters scalpers as the system makes buying multiple consoles at once much harder overall this change really benefits gamers who just want to buy a console for personal use and that's a big win in our book according to tom guide tom's guide book it's a big <laughs> win I, yeah i mean there's good like it's it. kind of like there's proof in the pudding right like it's like it could work yeah it can really like help get uh just help get consoles of the, the gamers that want it you know so i definitely keep an eye on target too especially my local target they uh over what, the year what's your general rule of uh or like general feeling when it comes to scalpers i don't know i think um like it's weird right like i i typically like it just like i don't know, like i don't really support it i mean Overall, I think it's kind of dumb to sit there and resell a console like for a crazy amount of money. I've heard like I've heard stories from other people who've kind of like justified it of like people that have like scalped themselves and like they'll sell like a console for like eight hundred dollars to someone, but then the, the person they sell it to says they're like very grateful because they haven't been able to find one. But it's like kind of backhanded because they're like selling it at three hundred dollar upcharge. So like, <laughs> it's it's one of those things. Like I think overall, it's just like I don't like it. It's kind of like why are you doing this? Um. I mean, I get people want to try and make money, but there are other ways to make money, guys. Hate to break it to you. Live in a world where there's like so many ways to make money. So, um, yeah, generally I'm uh, not too favorable of it. I don't know. What about you, Mike? <laughs> I mean, I, to me personally, um, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, like when when it comes to scalp, like scalpers, just in general. It's like they're gonna just try to do what they can do if there's an opportunity and take advantage of it. Yeah. Like from a capitalistic standpoint, that's what I see them doing. But from like my personal standpoint, when I see people doing scalping, it's just like, okay, do what you gotta do, but I'm not gonna pay the markup kind of deal. Yeah. It's like if it's something that I like absolutely need to have or see, like concerts, like getting tickets or going to any type of event, um, at a certain point, it's like what I was going to pay for the ticket initially uh, or for whatever it was, it's like I was already guaranteed to pay that. If if anything, if they charge like 30%, 40% more, I was still going to pay it because that's how bad I want it. So yeah. it, it it's like, yes, yeah, like you said, backhanded kind of thing. It's like you're helping somebody out, but you're also taking advantage. <laughs> taking advantage or taking... Uh, uh, what's the term? Maybe not advantage is the the best. It's, there's a much more polite term. Taking the opportunity, maybe. 
taking advantage. Know. It's not. I don't know. I don't know. I think overall it's It'll kind of like me. it's kind of bad faith in my opinion. <laughs> it's kind of just like I don't like why are you doing ah. it? It's kind of like that's true. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess I'll leave it at that. But uh, just know that these uh, <laughs> consoles are uh, these consoles are definitely getting easier to get. And I think yeah. before uh, it'll probably be a while until we see like available restocks from every single retailer. So the fact that Target's trying to do something different <laughs> it is a uh, and they're ahead of the curve is definitely a good thing because it's yeah. ultimately getting us back to full restocks. So let's go Target. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Always check out bundles. Mm-hmm. Because what people don't realize is that you yep. can bundle deals are actually more common because most people actually like forget about bundle deals in yeah. general. So they say like, oh, the PS5 isn't in stock anymore and they're all upset, whatever. But then it's like the bundle deal and it might be available. Yeah. You know? It'll be a hundred like extra that. bucks, but you'll get like an extra controller and a couple extra games yeah. or something. It's like you get a yeah, good what's deal. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, like uh, for example, I just clicked on the one from Andro uh Adorama. Yeah, Adorama. Adorama? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it makes more sense. Ad advertising. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, it comes with an extra controller and it comes with Spider Man uh Miles Morales. Ooh, I heard so, it's good. I heard I it's heard super good. good. I've watched I love doing this by the way. I love watching like uh like cinematics on YouTube of yeah. the story. <laughs> and I've watched a lot of that and I'm like, this is a movie, man. This is awesome. So for real. Yeah, just trying to help out people, bundle deals. So yeah. definitely keep an eye on pretty much everything. I think a lot of those restocks I think it counts in like discords and stuff too. They do a pretty good job of like letting people know bundles yeah. too. Cause it's wherever you can get a console, man. Yeah. Some of them will actually give you counts, which is pretty cool. Like how many are available. Oh yeah. But you know what PlayStation is also doing, Mike? Oh, do you want to, do you want to know? Does this have to do with ads? Unfortunately it does. Or maybe yeah, fortunately for these companies, I don't know, whatever way you look at it. Uh, yeah. from IGN, this is an article. Uh, PlayStation wants to add. They want ads in their games too. Mm. They they say too. They want their ads in the games as well. The reason they say this is because Xbox was looking to include advertisements in their free to play games. Uh, some I think it was sometime last week. There were that uh, report came out, and so <laughs> it's like uh, apparently P- PlayStation's on the same kind of uh, trek try and add advertisements to the games. I think a long time ago. And maybe by a long time, I mean like maybe a year or two ago. I think I heard of uh, NBA trying to include advertisements in like their games at one point. That was like yeah. I think the first like just like dev like here's a game that wants to do it, not necessarily a whole like console. Um. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean it really would be. So uh, according to the Advertising Insider, Sony wants to encourage developers to create free to play games by adding this new way to monetize them behind microtransactions and battle passes. Similar to what we know about Xbox's program, the goal for Sony is for the ads to fit in with the rest of the game, like putting real-life ads on billboards and virtual sports stadiums. Which I think stuff like that makes sense, right? Like, I mean, you even see that, yeah. like, you even see it in FIFA games, too, of, like, sometimes you'll see, like, the advertised brands that, like, partnered with them at the start of the development, so they just slap them on the side of the, uh, of, like, the field. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I've seen stuff like this before. Sony's also looking into rewarding players for watching ads and promotions with in-game items, including avatar skins. So, I mean, I think stuff like that's cool, too. <laughs> if you want to, like, yeah. 
be like hey we're making you sit through an ad so we'll just give you like this cheap little like <laughs> thing to like just this is like a thank you for sitting through that um but yeah there's a article goes into a little bit more i think one thing that stands out to me the most in recent gaming in like the recent gaming sphere of a time like a like a name brand was used and, and like i'll never forget it was death stranding with monster energy that was probably like i will never forget that yeah like seeing norman reese's character like in this super clean like room and then you just like look on the table and there's just these monster cans on it you're just like what and then he goes up and drinks it for energy oh. <laughs> and like they have since taken that out of the game i'm like pretty sure like i don't think it's in the game anymore because they like they, i don't know the partnership broke off or that it was only a limited time deal but like they had like monster had like paid for branding <laughs> in death stranding so interesting i i actually didn't know that yeah and it, it was really weird too because it's like it's one of the because they said they said in this article like they want to try and integrate it with you know parts of games that make sense and i feel like they really didn't make sense in a game like death stranding like why didn't they just use like a generic energy drink if they wanted to do something like that like some sort of mechanic like that so it's very odd <laughs> like i'll have to I think we'll have to like see that at some point. I'll have to show you that because it's like it's just, it was so weird. Yeah. It's just like random at like just a monster can is there. Like well, one of the things uh, that we can talk about too is like you play PUBG, right? We're seeing people play PUBG, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. player unknown battleground for people that don't know, um, battle royale indie developer kind of thing, and uh, the way to like heal your guy quickly or your character quickly after they got shot or whatever and they're injured is uh to drink what looks like a red bull yeah yeah you know yeah. what i'm talking about the energy yeah. drink it literally says energy drink and it's blue and silver no logo yeah it's like it's like red dude bull. every <laughs> everybody knows what it is it was like thinner and like taller than like any other can it's like that that's red bull like one to one like <laughs> yeah right uh, so, yeah it's like uh, almost ad product placement right there so, um, yeah, when it comes to the advertisements in games, it sounds like what they're trying to do is product placement, similar to what movies do, like big right. blockbuster, like especially any type of racing or like chase scene, they always have like a BMW or like a Mercedes or whoever like sponsored or like yeah. sometimes I think I, one movie had a Lincoln and I'm just like, who is racing in a Lincoln? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I get it. Cool. Bad Boys did uh the Cadillac CTS and that thing's <laughs> that thing's fast, dude. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. So product placement I'm kinda cool with. But they said Avatar skins, which leads me into the free to play games like Fortnite, Apex, yeah. or uh like Halo Infinite right now. Imagine getting a battle rifle skin that's Coca-Cola. Yeah, no. <laughs> or or getting like pants that i don't know like your whole outfit looks like it's from pack sun yeah right <laughs> you well, know you got, like, like, you got like what is it dockers or like the pants <laughs> yeah yeah or like you have yourself set up as uh looking like a tony hawk kid like all dressed in vans and then like what's the big like supreme i guess supreme's yeah. kind of skate culture too yeah what was it like hurley <laughs> that was another like skate yeah Hur hurley did yeah. you know hurley's actually nike is it really i didn't know that yeah, a lot of people don't know that. You you know why? This is marketing for anybody. Nike tried to get into the scene, and they were immediately shut out because Nike is mainstream. Yeah, skating, surfing is a niche sport. It's more mainstream now than it's ever been before. But initially, 
they couldn't break in because yeah. the people huh. that skate they're outsiders typically they're like individualistic they they don't believe in like following the norm of like nike has michael jordan that's the most mainstream thing you can possibly be <laughs> yeah. so nike went and formed hurley and branded it as a surf company that broke into skating <laughs> that's funny yeah it's it's pretty wild so um i yeah but going back to the advertisements in video games i i'm kind of okay with it how do you feel about this like you know you know that that mobile games are the most popular gaming out there. Yeah. All of, like the majority of them are free to play, and if you've ever played any mobile game ever, you're clicking ads by mistake all the time. <laughs> all the time. So, do you think this is like a natural way the industry is going to go, or do you think, um, like, I don't know. You, you, do you not like this at all? Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, look, if you do ads right. And it's like, there are ways to do ads right. Like, YouTube has proved that. Twitch has not proved that. Twitch has done the opposite. Next. Anyway, won't get into it. But, like, there's other companies, too, that, like, just kind of do ads wrong. I mean, and mm. there, there's a proper way if you do, like, which I don't know how they would do this in gaming, but if you do very targeted ads, it works very well, I think, is in terms of advertising. So, I don't, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they could cer certainly in, like, all these, like, kind of live service games, it'd be It'd be relatively easy, I feel, if you want to like switch out different companies or like maybe tailor to. Well, see, the thing is, like, how do you tailor to a specific player, right? Like, how do you know what the player likes? How do you like track that kind of thing? So it, that's that's I think that's an aspect of it that I'm just like too dumb to like think about. Like, hopefully, someone way smarter than me can figure that out. But um, if they find a way to make it targeted and make it tailored, I think to the individual, it could be very effective. Or if not, if they can't do a targeted method, just make it, make it so unobtrusive that like it doesn't like pull me out or like I don't like or I just like chuckle at it and move on. I don't like think about it too much or I don't like because like I mean the thing about mobile games and think about a lot of those ads is it's like especially for like a lot of like games where you're like going through levels and stuff and then you just get like hit with an ad and you're stuck there for a minute. It's like you're just annoyed and then they're like. They, that normally those games they'll offer like a four dollar like ad free version but it's like i don't want to pay that because like i'm not going to be playing this a lot so it's like what's the point in paying that and then you just eventually get so frustrated you just stop playing so like hopefully they don't go with something like that but uh if they do it right i think I i'm all for this especially if you know they want to these companies want to make money like it's a think a, the ad industry yeah. is what's fueled the entirety of the entertainment industry for decades and yeah it really has so i mean it's only inevitable as especially as gaming gets more mainstream yeah you know you know a thought i just had so i'll so i'm not sure if you read this but i'll, I'll read it from the article again and it says uh xbox is reportedly planning to launch its advertising program by the third quarter of 2022 it could include ads showing up as rendered billboards and racing games and the profits will be shared between game developer and ad company. So you're you know this, Kyle, because um, we're doing like content creation. We help out content creators a lot when we're talking about just like the value of like CPM. So yeah. you get paid for every thousand views or like thousand impressions or interactions, likes, whatever, you know. So does this mean that we might see future where some games are actually going to disclose how many people are actually playing yeah i mean put a real world value on it yeah so like i'll i'll kind of further that with some other some other portions of this article um 
They said, this article states that Sony's program is supposed to launch by the end of this year. There are some concerns about the program, namely how companies will be able to track gamers and their purchasing habits after seeing the ad in-game. And some advertisers may want to avoid <clears throat> permitting their product in games with violent content. So it kind of goes back to like, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that Sony's definitely going to have to do their due diligence in order to find people they want, like find companies they want to advertise, but then the advertisers also going to have to make sure that they're not putting their ads into like some weird game they don't want. It's very mm -hmm. like I think for the most part we'll probably see this in a lot of first-party studios, like kind of those AAA titles. Um yeah. I doubt we'll be seeing much of this in any games for sure. And <laughs> like, you know, those like AA titles where it's kind of like you know, not quite <laughs> the top of the line. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, like with all the advertising, you know, it's a it's a hard balance, especially like in a newer industry. And I, we've seen we've seen that in internet advertising. We, we've seen YouTube's like growth, like growth and their setbacks in the past like decade alone, just from having to introduce ads. And then we've seen the, all those adpocalypse of like you know these companies are seeing where their ads are going and they're furious and pulling out entirely from the ad program. And so it's like there's just YouTube's losing money, creators are losing money. Yeah. But like, and it's it's evened out, I think, a little bit. Um, but there's still a lot of there's still like some creators who like they make like it's not like they make like seriously bad content or anything. They just like they're they just get demonetized and they just don't have like what YouTube deems as quote ad friendly. Um and it's just exactly like, there there's there's always I think at least for the time being, it's probably not going to go away anytime soon, unfortunately. There's going to be a lot of, like, just trying to figure out what works. Um, but, like, gaming, I think gaming has a leg up on that in the sense of, like, especially, like, the studios, like, they know what their game is. They know, like, I think they, at least I hope a lot of these AAA studios have a kind of a grasp on what, what their audience is and, like, who they normally pull. So they may be able to like go to the advertisers and say, okay, this is kind of the demographic we have, like that play this game, like here's the premise, like this is something, this is something you guys would be interested in. And I think that communication will be a little bit easier on the gaming side as compared to just like, oh, here's like we're just gonna put your ad on some video. We don't know what it is, but I mean, you you paid us and you're, you know we're <laughs> we'll just like That's put it wherever. <laughs> it's like it's a lot less controlled there, whereas yeah. this is far more like. I mean, sure, it's gonna take time, but. I think it's going to be easier for uh, advertisers to kind of stay with this and kind of like buy into this more for games. So, yeah. You know, uh, one, one thing that this could really backfire for consumers in general and even the developers, because we've talked about this before, how, how gaming and creating games is a form of art. Coding's a form of art. Like the artistic ability to design is, is an art. Telling the story is an art. So how will those ads directly impact the game when marketers that are making the deals with the advertisers are basically trying to optimize the ad so that it can reach the biggest audience? And where yeah. I'm getting at is like, if you're a developer and you're trying to create a game that's strictly for adults, like let's say you're trying to do something like Doom Eternal, that's not gonna be for a large audience, yeah. you know? It's like, do, do you want to have like a major brand, something like, I mean, we talked about Coca-Cola a few minutes ago. It's like Coca-Cola wants to maximize as much as they can. They're more likely yeah. to go to like Fall Guys, which right, will literally yeah. be for everybody instead of like, okay, 18 and up because yeah. Doom Eternal is rated M. Yeah. So. And um, I mean, it says here, I think for the most part too, especially in this article, they, 
these companies are mainly talking about free-to-play games which overall free-to-play games are like that is where you get the biggest reach you get the most people playing Mm -hmm. you're making games that are more tailored to that are you're trying to tailor at least to like the biggest audience you possibly can right like a game like i mean a game like doom and like it's certainly like if they put like something coca-cola related in doom i'd be like what like this doesn't make sense like true i mean then they really wouldn't need the money i mean there there's i mean there's probably some energy with it (laughs) i mean yeah some like monster like some like some like insanely like insane brand would be like i think more fitting for something like that but even like a world in a world like doom it's kind of like outer worldly anyway so it's like it's kind of like you see something from like earth in it it's like whoa (laughs) you know what i mean like it's it kind of pull me out a little bit maybe i'm wrong yeah but but, well we most games have loading screens yeah that's true yeah you're literally forced to sit there and look at the screen that is i'm telling you now that's gonna be filled with ads (laughs) maybe I mean, yeah. PlayStation Five is uh, eliminating loading screens a lot of their uh, AAA titles. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that's who knows? True too. It's not as uh, yeah. not as much real estate as it once was. There's so many different ways this could go. I'm just trying to bring up uh, ones that would be slightly concerning. Yeah, but try not to be negative. I'm, yeah, I'm like I'm I'm going the realistic or realistic route. Uh, yeah, route. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, free to play certainly makes the most sense. Um, I mean, this Sony's things launching later this year um xbox will be you know trying to i guess get their stuff off the ground in q3 so we'll certainly see um i'm, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on it i want to see uh I, I will i'm hoping they learn quick about what's effective and what's not i think the biggest limiting thing that the and the article hinted at it too it's kind of like you know how are they gonna find like what's reaching what like what is reaching who and like how they're like responding to it if they're actually yeah. seeing any like response and like any like increase in sales or anything like that from these in-game ads that's and there may need to be some systems put in place by the developers that may require some extra work in order to like integrate these systems in of like tracking this stuff um because like i mean even in like i mean in like you know the software development world there's especially if you're like running a commercial application or like you're running an application that's like free or used by a lot of people there's like seo companies that dedicate like their whole brand and their whole company to like just making tracking software for you to easily be able to see like who's viewing what and what your audience is doing so there may need to be some stuff like that too on some of these developers i mean it, i mean i just thinking optimistically i mean it could possibly create more jobs for developers if they want to come in and like just be you know kind of the kind of the sort of gateway to these uh advertisers to be like hey like here's how we can here's how we can help you see who is like paying attention to your ads who's interacting with them like how what kind yeah. of audience are you actually reaching through these advertisers basically you know basically an analytic expert at that point yeah pretty much i mean there's definitely some programming stuff in there but you know there's gonna be a lot of business people too in there saying like you know what's actually going on yeah yeah um i don't know there's a lot of ways this could go i feel like we could talk forever on this (laughs) because it's just like a big topic yeah this is a is pretty big i think i think uh the the fan perspective uh, the consumer perspective and uh, response is going to be basically the single um, driving force of how yeah. this goes down. Yeah, because if there's yeah. a huge outcry, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean it's a determining so. factor, right? They they're going to have to find that balance, and I'm just hoping yeah. they don't have like really bad like eyesores whenever they first start like exactly. running these programs. That's the only thing I can hope. 
but um yeah there's the right way to do ads and you know you're never going to please everyone like there's a bunch of people that just have want nothing to do with ads ever and they hate them they'll, they'll like yep. they're willing to buy subscription services specifically to avoid them me with youtube but like you know and you could probably have that option for some of these games but uh and the, it, that's another way for them to monetize right You'd be like hey i don't want ads in my games and be like all right like they can probably develop something to just switch it off if you if the user pays like a certain amount of money <laughs> like either each month or just yep. one-time payment you know battle pass um just so like because if they do that too i mean i get like i was saying earlier about how i kind of hate that model but like it also makes two sense too of like even if advertisers don't make that much money off the actual advertisement well like they can still get a guaranteed like some like albeit maybe not nearly as much as they would get if you know they actually sell product but they're at least guaranteed something from the advertisement uh, especially if users pay to get rid yeah. of them so <laughs> they're not like losing money at least that much money so it's definitely, I guess, good in a business sense. It's, a, it's just a we'll wait and see type thing, you know? Yes, sir. I think uh, it'll be interesting. This year is going to be very interesting for uh, for gaming, just game the gaming industry and what these devs and businessmen want to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2022, uh, especially leading into UE5. Like, not only is, like, technology getting insane, but, like, it's, oh, yeah. it's, like, becoming, like, these more kind of mainstream industries are trying to, like, poke their nose into the gaming industry so it's gonna be an interesting couple of years uh, absolutely and we are right absolutely. at the forefront talking about it on the m2 podcast baby so don't want to miss the out perfect time the perfect time we're, we're here once we're, a week we're here baby once a week we're gonna be crushing trying to give you all the best news you could possibly have yes, we sir. can review have some guests occasionally doing uh special episodes yeah so. we got a lot of things planned but you know what yeah. i didn't know quake I didn't know Bethesda, <laughs> id Software, had a, an update for their 26-year-old FPS game, like the original Quake. This is wild. This is very wild. I didn't wild. know this either. Uh, PC Gamer put out this article. They said that Quake, the 26-year-old FPS, gets a new accessibility options and maps. This is a 26-year-old game, and it's getting fresh updates. Uh, the new update released a day ago at the time of publishing this article, and it adds visibility improvements, voice-to-text options, and a trio of Horde mode maps. Um, there's, I mean, the article goes into state every little thing. There's actually a decent amount of accessibility changes. Uh, there's also a GIF on the article that kind of shows the, uh, kind of the biggest change I think that they implement on the accessibility front. And that's kind of like the high contrast mode, which essentially takes the pretty much hard, very hard to read menu from like that was made in the nineties. And it makes it more, uh, it makes it into a more modern look so you can actually read what's going on. And I think, uh, there's even a joke in the article that states, uh, especially people that are still playing this like Quake game, this 20th edition, like the first edition, like they're definitely on the older side, right? So <laughs> they may have a hard time like, reading the menus now. Uh, but uh, yeah, 20. I mean, it, it, this just it blows my mind, man. Like 26 years old, this game is, and they're, they're still giving it love, man. It's crazy to see. This is like, I think I'm gonna make a prediction now i mean this is literally probably gonna oh. be Fortnite in like 2040 like we're still gonna see like updates to that model one way or another and we may even go back and they may do like a vr Fortnite in like you know 20 years time are, who knows aren't they supposedly working on a Fortnite too a um you know i wouldn't doubt it i i think i think you're right i think i heard something about that if anything yeah. they're making a new Fortnite in ue5 if anything right oh like God. they're going to use a new engine um of course they've been you know they've been using it too yeah probably 
I mean, we're talking about Epic Games. They made yeah. the engine, bro. Like they made it. So you know they're they already knee deep. They really don't, Jeez. man. There's we live a... way too close to Raleigh. We need to just relocate, bro. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> I mean, place true. Is gonna blow. <laughs> yeah, no, those those companies are gonna get crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to name a couple games too. I mean, there's like Fortnite. I mean, Rocket League. Rocket League Two is probably a thing. They're probably building yeah, that thing yeah, in that, the new engine. Like, that's gotta be a thing, man. Dude, there's just so many no games that. In the next couple of years, there's probably going to be a lot of like live service type games that are just going to be like, yo, we have a new version for you. Check it out. And it's like the most realistic thing, but it's plays so smooth somehow. And you're like just confused about what's going on, but just it filled with dopamine. You know, uh, I think I told you this once before. Quake 2 was my first ever game. How was it? And yeah, how was it? It was amazing. That's I want to go back. Yeah, I mean, oh, what? I don't oh, blame wasn't, you, know? sorry. I would so, want to go back, too, because I've seen, uh, especially Quake Champions, insane. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching that game. It's insane. It's nutty. It's so nutty. Like, I like watching uh, a couple of people that I know play it, and yeah. they're at, like, the pro level. I mean, they're just on a different level, dude. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're crazy good. So I'm looking at Quake right now, and you can actually buy this for $10 on Steam. Oh, there you um, go. The original, and, I mean, it's... I kind of want to do it, honestly. Yeah. This this update, I mean, this looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it looks there's like new, it looks like fun. There's new Nintendo. like horde mode maps, new maps in a 26 control game. Like what? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm I mean, big yeah, into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I am too. I think like I think like Champions for a time was free, and I got it when it was free. So I think it's in my library on like Epic Games or something. Um, I may have to go back and just yeah. check it out. I mean, it, it just looks like fun. I mean, if I like, I've seen a lot of those like quick players too. Like they they don't they normally don't use WASD because it's just not efficient in that game. Like especially when you have to switch between guns so quickly, it's like they'll yeah. do like some QWER like config with like the number keys, so they're like right there on the number keys, and they're not like like twisting their hand like trying <laughs> to reach the keys. It's, oh, it's, I didn't it's even know that really. really. Yeah, they're on another level. There's some that like have completely insane keybinds. It's like it's wild. It's kind of like a, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of like I think like some league players like that too. It's kind of like you know they just they typically like the you stay on the that top row really just because that's where all your abilities are right like QWER. Um, and there's some like I know Corsair includes keycaps. They include WSD keycaps if you're like an FPS gamer, but they also include like special like coded keycaps for the qwer and like i think s so those are like the common keys for like a for like a game like that for like a moba it's pretty crazy interesting yeah that's well i mean it's pretty cool to see that you got 26 year old games i just feel like this might be the developers just saying like hey can we do an update like i want to play this at home and have a good time yeah and like, like this for, is for my buddies <laughs> yeah either Go that back or and like do it yeah, either that or like the Reddit the Reddit was like saying like, you know, can we just like just make the menus look more modern? Like please, like just give us an option. Just like oh yeah, we got true. you. And for, for people that are just listening, it it's awesome. It, like yeah. you can clearly see and read everything really easily. Yeah. They got like they added a scroller as well. And I heard you pronounce it GIF, it's GIF. And so I mean, you get more maps too. So and apparently that's what Bethesda's been working on. <laughs> apparently, dude. I, I don't know what Starfield's doing, but here you go. Quake's pretty yep. good. I did it against it, right? Yeah, I guess it's a different studio, technically. It's just the yeah, publisher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Anyways, I'm go just trolling. Yeah, I mean, anyways, go check out the Jif peanut butter on uh on the article and uh see that uh see that menu. It's pretty good. You know, you know what kind of made me sad. This next Don't article. Say, yeah. This next say article made so. me a little sad. Um, the head Xbox Just design, the head, head Xbox designer for achievements in Game Pass leaves after nearly twenty years of the company. Chris Novak was his name. He's the creative, the key creative force behind achievements and uh, Game Pass, along with some other features. Um, I mean, after reading the article, he seems like he had a pretty, pretty pivotal and kind of a pretty crucial part in a lot of these like key systems that have like been so fondly um used by xbox gamers it's a uh, and so i mean the achievements is like i mean the fact that he's like pretty heavily pretty heavily involved in achievements when i came on the original xbox was that original xbox or was that 360 i don't know my history that was xbox 360 yeah yeah so he was very uh pivotal member in that development and uh, he also assisted a lot with Game Pass. I'm sure he's working closely with Phil Spencer and a lot of the uh, a lot of the leads oh, there. Yeah, to, guaranteed. And like, and I mean, we just—I mean, we've seen like, I mean, Game Pass. We've talked about it before, right, Mike? I mean, it's Game Pass, God. dude. Best deal in video we're so, games. We're so we're literally so bullish on <laughs> we are, like man. Microsoft to Xbox. We might as well be like an employee. Uh, you like, know, like, with what they're doing with Game Pass, <laughs> dude, that would be. That would literally be the ultimate like betrayal as if like they just took like especially Phil Spencer, if they just took Game Pass and just like bumped into an insane price and like docked and like removed like games and stuff from it. Like praying that never happens. But could you imagine the level of Sith Lord that would take if they just like if Microsoft and Xbox is just like dude. Bam, Game Pass is like I mean, way worse. That that's Emperor Palpatine turning the Senate upside down i mean yeah. and having them vote away their own power <laughs> for real like, like i don't think it'll ever get to that but could you imagine like in a year from now it's just different Ugh. let's hope not i dude you're making me depressed <laughs> it's, it's, i doubt it's gonna happen or i'm just theorizing you know um okay anyways uh chris but uh yeah very uh very uh, interesting news to hear that uh chris is leaving after uh after two decades wish him the yeah. best i don't know what he's i mean like if you're this heavily involved in Xbox for two decades, I'm very curious to see where he's going to go next. Like, I'm assuming he's probably going to take at least a little bit of a break. I mean, going going hard for two yeah, for I mean, two decades, right? Like, you would think that he's probably going to take at least a little time off for his next thing. Um, I could see him going to PlayStation. Yeah, maybe. I think. Uh, I mean, yeah. he could really go anywhere. I think with that kind of tenure, you know. Um, oh yeah, any anywhere in gaming, like yeah, honestly, sure. anywhere in tech, just period. Yeah, he, he I mean, could, yeah, he could literally go anywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like if the dude, if he, if he was, if he was one of the creatives on achievements and like game pad, like these big, like these big undertakings for like a video game company, if he was like one of the key contributors to that, I mean, dude knows the stuff. So, um, I'll be, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely hope we see something soon about you know where he is, where he's going next, and kind of his thing. I think I've noticed a lot of uh, developers, especially like the the gaming industry they'll leave a company and then they'll take like they'll be able to take a couple of weeks off or, like a month off or, like two months off because oh, they can just do sure. it oh, for sure <laughs> like yeah. i mean because it's like job like you know you're gonna get something you know especially if you've been in it for a long time so i, I hope he takes some time off kind of just chill see what he wants to do next because my man deserves it max uh one of the things that i do feel like is worth noting uh scroll scroll down a little bit past the first ad 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Underneath the controller. So what it says is in 2016, following the struggle of the Xbox One, he took over as head of Xbox research and design, overseeing the player experience for everything from Xbox Live and Game Pass to xCloud, now Xbox Cloud Gaming and the Xbox Series X or S. The reason why that's significant is because when Xbox One came out, the UI was kind of trash. It was like, there wasn't much going on with it. Everybody was just saying, oh, it's just an Xbox 360, blah, blah, blah. And like, it was kind of underwhelming. Oh, yeah. Um, and just the Xbox Live experience, it wasn't very positive. But when the Series X came out, it was like, or by the time the Series X came out, they were using a similar menu and UI and everything like that and overall design that the Xbox One was using. Yeah, they like early Xbox One wasn't that good, but by the end of it, it was like awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then the Series X was it was awesome, but it was just way more powerful, which made it even yeah. better. <laughs> and it's like he and they go in, it's like everything during this period, like the culmination of this period being the ability to pay fifteen a month to stream. So they're talking about the Game Pass, yeah, and you can play it on your on your phone. So. <laughs> It's like this dude is a, so he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's had an involvement in a lot of the key components and a lot of the key products that Xbox has released over the past couple couple of decades. So, yeah, absolutely wild. Twenty yeah. years. Twenty years. I mean, yeah, like a Xbox is one of those companies you're like, I'm like probably never gonna work there, but like, oh man, it's low key kind of a dream, <laughs> like you know, to work for a company like yeah. that. Um, albeit there's definitely some stressful moments probably in a company like that especially that size and like the type of systems you're putting out and it's like especially when you're like when you're one of the creative leads on it it's like it, you're really like responsible for if this thing's going to succeed or not <laughs> so it's like probably a lot of stress um but but i think at the end of the day they've certainly succeeded <laughs> so um yeah yeah absolutely so uh it's kind of it's kind of interesting how they the head xbox designer for achievements it's like he didn't do just achievements yeah which some people actually steam does this now so most most gamers should know it's like you do a milestone in a game they give you like a badge or an achievement a point yeah. system and you like rank up yourself amongst your friends it's like that's just genius and i think xbox might have been the first ones to do that i could be wrong yeah but now they all do it yeah i mean so. yeah i mean achievement like achievement hunting has always been a huge thing i mean there's yeah. even the achievement hunter like youtube brand or whatever that uh i think it was linked to like yeah. funhouse or i think it was fun, I, don't, I can't remember maybe it was rooster teeth but um dead yeah, yeah, yeah there was a huge brand kind of built around achievement hunting and stuff like that so definitely played a huge role i think i think like having those goals too it just makes people want to play games and there's a lot of people that like pride themselves in 100 percenting or like platinum trophying yeah, absolutely. and like playstation games so i'm one of those it has to be a really good game but yeah, if I find that game and I'm just like, I want this to consume my soul, <laughs> and I like gotta go for a hundred percent no matter what. Like, yeah, sure, that's when that's when like the achievements definitely add to the layer. Yeah. So, well, we uh, can all thank Chris Novak for being one of the leading innovators <laughs> on achievements yeah. in gaming. I I hope whoever takes his position is uh, just as successful as he was. Oh yeah, for at sure. Xbox. So, yeah, I can only hope, man. Uh, and uh, best of luck to wherever he goes next. Definitely gonna be keeping an eye on it. We'll see where he goes and see if he uh see if he takes on another company and makes them explode with creative ideas. Mm -hmm. Here's to hoping.
speaking of explosions <laughs> i was trying to think of the transition <laughs> oh my oh, gosh <laughs> just announced today at the time of recording this april 21st 2022 rocket league is getting a battle royale mode you heard that right yep. uh, it is called bash. knockout bash it's so funny the verge article the sub headliners who called it knockout bash when all will survive was right there i couldn't agree more man that is a like amazing yeah. title all will survive anyway um there is a trailer that released uh that we will watch here real quick um essentially i'm so excited yeah it looks uh it looks like a lot of fun man um but i mean it seems like the uh design here is you're essentially just ramming into each other and tried to like knock them into like i guess a spike ball maybe out of the map too i don't know but you're ultimately you're ultimately just trying to demo the other player but you're not demoing you're just sending them into the ether where they perish um it looks like a lot of fun though. i mean it, it's a different take on rocket league right so um it seems like a more fun take so i'll you know i don't uh i've been vocal before too like rocket league isn't i'm not like super into rocket league like the regular mode but like this is something i could definitely see myself checking out <laughs> and just like seeing because it's a different take on it um it's gonna bring so many people back to playing yeah oh like, yeah for sure just in general, there really hasn't been that many people not playing. Like, Rocket League has been crazy popular yeah. ever since they got the servers fixed back in, like, 20, like late 2015, early 2016. Yeah. Um, and the reason why the servers were broken is because there were too many people playing. And they didn't have the money because they're an <laughs> indie dev. So it's like, now they got the money. I think I bought out actually by Epic Games, believe yeah, they it or did. not. They did. Yeah, so, I mean, of course, Epic Games is definitely going to be like, you know what? Put a battle royale in. Yeah, working not? with Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait not, for the right? gears battle royale to to drop. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but but uh, this knockout bash, I'm like I'm big on Rocket League. Absolutely big on Rocket. Yeah. I was literally just playing Rocket League before we got on and started recording. <laughs> so um, this coming out, it looks amazing. There's a lot of different game modes in Rocket League in general for people that just don't think they're gonna have fun doing the 2v2 1v1 3v3 mode or whatever yeah like they have they have basketball in it they have stuff that like reminds me of volleyball yeah and they got hockey mode it's dude yeah they have a way out now yeah we did like rumble too like which is like the kind of oh yeah yeah. like you know you get these weird like goofy gadgets that you can try and like uh prevent people from scoring and stuff yeah it's so cool drop shot it's a lot of fun yeah drop shots arguably one of the Dude. best games yeah josh like, that's hard man you have to be good at aerials for that and i just never oh, good yeah. at aerials. So. yeah but they found a way to make it interesting yeah like <laughs> yeah every I mean, I game it. mode is unique and it like goes for your uh i guess your abilities like like hockey would be a really good one for people starting out to understand like speed yeah. and like because you're not flying up in the air as much but it's like drop shot. If you need to practice your aerials, go on drop shot. You'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun so. way to learn, right? Um, yeah, no. Rocket League for me is one of those games. Like I have to give, I have to give the credit of like, it's one of the more like games in recent history that was like an original like idea almost, or like a completely like original take on something. Like, yeah, there's not really been a game. I don't think there was a game like Rocket League before it. Really, it's kind of the first of its kind in terms of like driving cars into a soccer ball or to a, just a, not a soccer ball but like into a regular like kind of ball yeah can't, i mean can't, well can't think of anything before really i would say 
maybe sort of right so things close to it would be uh yeah you're looking at it being a car flying into a soccer ball yeah. but what it could also be considered is soccer yeah. like some people some people consider it similar to soccer i consider it's more similar to hockey because you can like demo like knock somebody out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like it's that's 3v3 true. mode that's like a really cool mode in nhl uh like the video game they do 3v3 yeah. they also have um like you can't knock the ball out of the map like you can knock the puck out of the ring in like real life hockey but it's not like it's common but like you know what i mean yeah. Like you can still hit the window and like keep like keep it out yeah, or yeah. keep it in, so it's so yeah. I mean it's it's unique when it comes to video games. I think it's definitely it grabs a huge audience, yeah, by being sure. more unique than what's on the market. Yeah, yeah, it's not really much like it, which is all to its benefit. Um, yeah. Anyways, the I'm, about yeah. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, say. Dude. Yeah, sorry, I'm just so excited. The two <laughs> things that I'm really excited about. The first thing is, is like, I can grab players and throw them. <laughs> I saw and that. the other, yeah, the other thing you could do is like, instead of just double jumps, you can now do triple jumps. <laughs> like, what? Grabbed it, that's so crazy. Oh, it's so insane. For anybody that's never played Rocket League, what you do is, is uh, in Rumble, Rumble being like a, a random power-up pickup that you can use yeah. uh some people have like suction cups where you can like suction the ball and you like go flying into it or you can punch the ball with like a boxing glove and it goes launching away uh the, the other thing that it, you could do is you could have spikes so you can like form spikes on the top of your car and go run over the soccer ball yeah. and it would be like stuck on the top of your car and then you can run like drive really fast and like flip and it would launch it well now they're doing that with actual other players it's like <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> launching it to somebody else? They catch you and then throw you again. <laughs> oh, the the yeah. plays that could come out of this, insane. Oh, oh, I'm gonna. Yep, there's Rocket League content on the horizon. They're gonna pop off on streaming. I'll tell you right now. Oh yeah, I was gonna be like, what battle royale? Battle royale, comp mode, RLCS, Rocket League <laughs> championship <laughs> series. Could you imagine a knockout bash championship? Oh, oh, uh, that's happening for sure. Probably, I'll tell yeah. you right now, that's happening. Probably. So, well, I mean, the mode comes out next week, April twenty seventh. So, yep. Uh, be on the lookout if you're a Rocket League player. Uh, it's yep. very soon. Get to play it next so, Wednesday. I, I mean, I love how they oh. just like it's like less than a week out now. It's just like we announced it today, and it's out in like six days. That's so. epic games right there. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. To this, or well, I'll have opinions next episode. So turn it, tune in for episode fifteen. Tune in. Yeah, I'm playing okay. the crud out of that. <laughs> Guaranteed. Big excited. Uh, speaking of episode fifteen, I uh, yes. I will be out of town next week. I guess oh, next snap. weekend. So uh, um, we'll see. Where you headed? I do want to disclose. Yeah, yeah, no, no, again. Um, I am heading to HCS Kansas City, uh, just to spectate. Might play in the uh the FFA tournament they're gonna have just for like just for fun. Um, but yeah, so I will be in Kansas City next weekend. That's right. So you're leaving on the Thursday. Then. Yeah, you know that Thursday. Nice. Um, mm -hmm. I'll be there. Um, yeah. Uh, so 
I will be, I guess, at the uh, at the time we normally record this uh, show, I will be in Kansas City. I think we'll be landing almost <laughs> like right at the time we normally record. So, um, so yeah, that's the thing. Um, cool. Will there be a show next week? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I guess I'll leave it up to Mike. But uh, I think we may just yeah. uh, we may just do the uh, kind of what we did last time. We're on vacation. Uh, uh, we may have a week of uh, a week of standby. So, yeah. Or maybe a surprise episode. It just really depends on what uh what we got going on. All depends on the man, you know. Figure it out. Yeah. But either way, um, <laughs> a worst case scenario, we'll uh, I will be back at least in two weeks. So, yeah. That's true. I'm actually surprised. I completely forgot that it was next week. I thought it was in two weeks. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. It's yeah. uh, I feel like. Yesterday was April first. It's like I, I just don't know anymore. Yeah. Oh, I don't the know. Time anymore. is going by so quick. Yeah, oh, let's uh, let's take a moment to maybe talk about any new games that are coming out this week. Yeah, uh, if there's anything new. I mean, the biggest thing next week, guys. Look, if you, if you guys, if we don't have a show next week, I mean, Mike's already Mike already knows where I'm going with this. If we don't have a show next week. Yep. Switch Sports comes out next Friday. <laughs> Mark your calendars. So, if you got a switch, we're so bullish. <laughs> if you got a switch, dude, forty dollars. I'm pretty sure it was pretty uh I, you know i may even bring a switch to kansas city like i could be playing switch sports by in my uh in my uh my airbnb you know could happen don't even dude don't even tell me i told you i got brand new shorts i was talking to the guy <laughs> earlier before the podcast <laughs> dropped or we started recording and i got new shorts i'm thinking i got a wide angle lens yeah. i got a lot of space here <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying we might have ourselves a stream of me oh. doing Switch sports. I'll do soccer and kick my foot into the table, knock everything <laughs> over. It'll be sick. Listen, It'll be a good time. Listen, I think I'm going to have Wi-Fi at, the, uh, at my establishment where I'll be staying. So I, I think we are okay. actually going to try and bring a Switch. Like, I'm not even kidding. So <laughs> I think if we're uh, not doing anything that Friday night, uh, we'll probably be playing that. Does anybody else that you're staying with also have a Switch? Um, I know one other person does, but I don't know if they're bringing it or not. I have no idea. I, but I, I mean, think, at the very least, I could bring mine. So, we'll have yeah. one. I mean, all you need is one, right? You just need a Joy-Con. Um, yeah. I guess per yeah, person. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah. Oh, so, man. I think I'll definitely bring that. That'd be fun <laughs> to just play. Just absolutely demolish you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be hitting you up, dude. Like, all right, Mike, where yet? Where Mike's yet? For sports, where yet? Have such a good time. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, well, uh, I guess for next week, enjoy enjoy your weekend. Yeah, um, we'll maybe try we'll to. be playing some Nintendo Switch, uh, Switch sports together. And yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. man. That was uh, other but, than that. That was, uh, that was all the articles I had this week. All the news I had to, I had to cover this week. Uh, that was it. Yeah, uh, I feel like we covered everything of of note and um yeah that pretty much wraps up episode 14 and uh until next time i guess i am your host michael anthony my co-host mr kyle heath uh you can find everything all the links everything at the bottom in the description we got pretty much links everywhere and uh yeah we've noticed some some growth so that's nice glad to know like we're having re what what's it called reoccurring concurring concurrent con reoccurring viewers coming through so that's nice yeah so, no, uh, thank you guys for listening yes sir well without further ado we'll catch you later 
Peace out. See ya. See you when we see you. Thanks for listening, guys.